you know, write a book, to do podcasts, to speak, all of that, just to show people that there is hope and peace through God. And he says it 365 times in his Bible. Do not fear. Do not worry. Do not doubt. It's written there. And he knew we were going to have it, but he gives us hope through his word. And so I just want to be that vessel. A podcast hosted by Jody Tree, Joe on the mic, Leader Talk, tackles various leadership strategies that cover self-development, self-leadership, including spiritual and physical health of leaders. This podcast will feature guests ranging from military leaders, thought leaders, health and nutrition leaders, spiritual leaders, nonprofit leaders, and many more. All right, welcome guys to our next episode. I'm so glad that you guys are here with us. And we have our special guest today, Jody Howe. Howe with an E, but it's Howe. So she is a wife, mom, and a sister in Christ who has experienced anxiety for the majority of her life, even to the point where she missed her college graduation because she thought she was having a heart attack, only to learn that she was having a panic attack. And through her relationship with Christ in a decade of her life, she ultimately found peace in the mental storms of life. She hosts the podcast called The Era That I Breathe, where she shares her tried and true tips and testimonies and her story of how God worked through her each and every day. Jody aims to offer hope in God's word, practical tips that she uses each and every day from what she believes when applied will reduce your anxiety so you can learn to live with peace and joy even in the mental storms everywhere and sometimes unavoidable. Jody loves to bring fun, heart, humor, and truth to this platform and to engage and inspire. Thank you, Jody, for coming on and thank you for being patient with me through the technical difficulties. <laughs> Joe, it's all good. My pleasure to be here. And believe me, when it comes to technology, we do not meet in the middle at all. So it's all good. <laughs> me and technology are constantly fighting, but it is our new form of a form to get out to people, our words. So it's all good. All good. So nice to be here. Yeah, no, thank you. And, and just for a little background, uh, I met Jody on Clubhouse. And on a podcaster forum, and she inspired me so much with her her passion and compassion about resilience. And Lord knows we learned a lot in 2020 about resilience. And uh, Jody, can you can you give us a little background uh, of your experiences and what you've learned, I guess, in 2020 from all this? Absolutely. Just a quick uh, rundown of where my anxiety sort of met in the, where I met God in that struggle of anxiety. I was, you know, it was started in, and as you mentioned, my college graduation, I didn't even know anything about panic attacks or anxiety. And all of a sudden my body, I had woken up really quick. We had to be at our processional at a certain time. I'm sure the night before we're drinking, having a good time, getting excited about that new milestone we were going to encounter. And all of a sudden my body just started to shut down. I started to sweat. I started to get nervous, um, you know, palpitations, all of those things that mimic a heart attack but I was 21 years old and it was very rare that, you know, I didn't have any underlying health issues. I have always taken pretty good care of myself. So, you know, it ended up being that I spent four hours in the medic room at the carrier dome. I went to Syracuse university and missed my college graduation. And there were just many uh, parts of my life segments of my life 
where anxiety started to overpower me. And a lot of times it was when something big was happening, like a milestone when I was getting, I got engaged. I was living out in San Francisco, California, all by myself. My husband was there, but he was traveling all the time. And then we moved back to East. We had children, things would subside. And then they, they, you know, I did go through anxious moments, but for a majority of my thirties, it just, it kind of went blank. And I didn't even realize I had anxiety anymore until all of a sudden it came like a vengeance and overpowered me to the point where I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. And I really had to acknowledge what was going on because my mother among my family was just knew that something was seriously wrong with me. And it wasn't until that moment that she said, I think you need to go and see a friend of ours whose name is Denise. And she lives in our area. She's a family friend who has been a faith Christ follower for a majority of her life. She said, I need you to go and talk to her. And I said, well, does she know anything about anxiety? And she said, no, but God is telling me you need to go speak to her. Well, it turns out that Denise had had a calling on her with her sister who lived in England, who was dying of breast cancer, that they were to pray for me. And that connection, that was where Christ met us all in that room. She was on the phone from England, my friend Denise in her kitchen, uh, at her kitchen table. And we spoke to about Christ. And she said, do you want to start a Bible or go attend a Bible study with me? And I obliged. And it was, and there's so much more into that story. You can hear it on my podcast. I speak about uh, that actual, the details of this journey to who Christ was and how we started to walk with me through my life, or I started to walk with him. But it, it, it was one of those things where I know that it had to happen for a reason because I wouldn't have known who Christ was. I was raised of, in Catholic faith and it was all good, but I wasn't walking with Christ. I was walking with the world. And the world wasn't helping me or my symptoms. I had to go on medicine. I saw a doctor. I had to make life changes. I had to change my diet. I had to, you know, make sure that I avoided certain negative, you know, situations or triggers and all of that. There's so many things I speak to in my podcast about that, but I had to honor the vessel that God gave me and say, you know what, you're not honoring what he has given you. And that is a, a chance at life and a chance at at living a good, abundant life through him. And, and the walk just started and, and it went, it was beautiful. And it has become a beautiful story. Just knowing that I can work through the mental storms of life mm-hmm. and anxiety with God's love and, and practical ways just to apply to my life. Mm-hmm. Make yeah, it better. I, I, I love that because a lot of people think, and I'm just saying a lot of people, and I'm generalizing, but, uh, I've noticed that when we know, we've, we realize who we are in Christ, as being a Christian, especially if we believe in God and we know our position in him, which is forgiven, which is loved, redeemed, and that nothing can take that away from us, it creates a shift in our mind and a way of thinking. And, and it helped me, this was like 10 years ago, it helped me. I mean, I've been a Christian for over 20 years, but it was only 10 years ago that I really had a shift in my thinking because I was like, God, you really love me. Yeah. You love me. You know, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it in my mess, in my, my weaknesses and the mistakes that I made, you love me. And then that kind of, my anxiety went down, mm-hmm. fear started going down about things, fear of the future, fear of what might happen. And it makes a big difference. Um, and I know uh, I'm reading through the, the, a book of Furting with Darkness. It's written by Ben Corson. 
And he, he went through that experience and he's a pastor in Oregon, uh, one of the millennial pastors. And uh, he, he even said that we have to get that thought out of our mind that, that anxiety, depression, or fear is who we are. That's not who we are because we are overcomers in Christ. He literally says that Christ overcame the world and anything that goes along with it. And if we, we have to change our mindset to believe that versus believing that we're in that, we're that person, that person that is anxiety or depressed or whatever, but I'm sorry. Um, you, no, um, no, I, yeah. <laughs> no, Joe, seriously. I know we're very like-minded in that. It is very, very true. When I learned that my identity was in Christ and not in the world, I was able to start to breathe that air of, okay, I'm not supposed to feel like this. There is a mind over matter aspect to anxiety. There are many components to anxiety. I have an actual uh, quadrant that I put together that shows that there are different aspects. I want people to understand that there is a general anxiety disorder type mental illness, but then there's the PTSD. I know that you probably can speak a lot to that based on you know serving in the military and then there's the worry word anxiety. And there's the, a, a very sad misconception in the church that you can just pray this anxiety away. And I want people to know that there are many ways to work through that anxiety, which is why I started the podcast. But I don't believe that God says, just pray it away. I think that's the first thing you should do. But then there's other things you can do because for God to say, for, for the church, excuse me, to say, you can just pray your anxiety away and then you're going to go and you're going to just, you know, chug down five diet Cokes that are high in caffeine, and then you're going to be drinking alcohol throughout the night and maybe lean on substances that are not healthy for you. And maybe you're eating a lot of bad fatty foods and sugary foods that are making you hyperactive and all of those things. That's not God speaking to you. That's not honoring the vessel in the body that he gave you. So that misconception, I, I also want to sort of raise awareness to that, that yes, of course, you have to start with that Holy Spirit and flex it. But then you got to work on your mind and then you work on your body and it's a progression. And with that lies the well, therein lies the resilience that you get, because it's like anything like I'm sure, you know, this being a military man, you didn't just go in, you know, on boots on the ground. Did, did you not have a training that you had to go through to get ready for that? Well, that's kind of what I'm trying to get people to understand a little more. And I'm working through that as well in order to get the resilience of what we just experienced in 2020 and what we're still kind of experiencing and what we all have to learn how to work around, you have to do some work on your end. But by the grace of God and by his strength and by his power and by his word and getting into studies and fellowship and going to church and doing all those things that he's put in front of us, we are starting, we can have that opportunity to be resilient if another pandemic hits political uh, discourse, whatever is going on, you know, or social discourse, social justice, all of the things that are just affecting people's hearts to have that kind of strong bounce back kind of mentality. I think that's what we need, especially in our kids today, because adolescents are really struggling the most because they just don't know what direction to turn in anymore, except the, the electronics and those devices and those things that are placed in front of us. They don't have a natural tenacity to resilience. And it and it's something that just it breaks my heart. I see it through my own children and I'm I'm trying to do the best I can as a mom. And I know you is you have children, right, Joe? You no, don't. no, we don't have any children. <laughs> you don't have any children, but it's just it doesn't even matter. It's about the people that are in our worlds, whether it's our sisters or brothers, our nieces or nephews and everything. 
we're family units, no matter how they are made up. And I want to be able to give that to people to say that we have got to do better. We can't just depend on, we need to most essentially lean on the Lord, but in, in a worldview, we have to really start owning our own lives and our own choices and decisions. And that starts with what I believe is a faith walk with Christ. And it all comes just rolling out from there in a beautiful way. And it's not easy and it can get ugly, but it's good. All right, folks, time for a sponsor break. Hey, everybody, don't forget to like and subscribe, comment, send me a DM if you like this episode and share it with your friends. Again, share it with your friends. This is a good leadership stuff that everybody needs to know. Visit my website at joedetree.com, joedetree.com to learn more about me. And uh, if you want a free coaching call, hey, go to my website, sign up for a complimentary coaching call. I'd love to sit down with you and help you figure out how to make 2021 the best year ever. Talk to you later, guys. All right, back to our episode. Yeah, I know that uh, a lot A lot of times we tend to, when we're dealing with mental issues, and it's, and it's true, and, and for, for leaders, and, and there might be some leaders out there listening to this, like, well, what does this guy got to do with me? It has everything to do with leaders. Because we as leaders, and I, and, I, and I try to remember and always bring it back to this, resiliency and what we're talking about, depression, anxiety, and overcoming these hurdles, as a leader, this is a tool in our toolbox. What Jody's presenting to us and what's being presented right here, we need to be aware of these things because parents, you need these tools because you are leaders in the home. Businessman, businesswoman, you need it in your business to be able to identify and understand that there are tools out there for your employees. If you see your employees, like if you have a star employee, let's, let's just give that example. Let's say yeah. you have a star employee, he's, he or she is like, man, they're, they're making business, they're bringing in the quotas, they're making the sales, whatever the case may be. Then all of a sudden, they just drop off. There's, there's, a, there's a lacking there, they're, they're not showing up on time, whatever it is, yada, yada, yada. Well, understanding, like what Jody is saying is that there might be something going on there. There might be some depression. There might be some anxiety. There might be something going on that it's like, hey, instead of just, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write you up because you're not making your quota. I'm going I'm to dock you or, or whatever the case may be, taking punitive action against that person for their, because they're not keeping up with you know, whatever the requirements are. There might be something deeper involved that might be making that person not be as effective as it used to be. It's poignant to understand that anxiety can be debilitating. Depression and mental illnesses can really, really bring us down to points of where we are not productive in our worlds. We're not productive in, in our relationships and in our work worlds as well. And it's dangerous because it really does start to unfold where you feel like you're less than, you feel like you're not worthy, and all of these mental emotions start to override. And I, I can almost guarantee you that most people who aren't doing well in the workforce or just under any kind of under a leadership job or whatever situation they're in is because they are dealing with anxiety and the mental storms. And that's why I bring in the mental storms because anxiety is, is of course a mental illness and it's got its own components, but mental storms are, if you are in a, in a bad relationship at home, or if you have tremendous 
discourse with your family, or if your child is suffering and going through a lot of emotional trauma or whatever the case may be, especially with our children nowadays with the high, high rates of depression, suicide and all that, there's so much going on mentally. So to pinpoint just anxiety, I like to use the, the phrase mental storms because we're all experiencing mental storms with whatever comes in our way because we're a broken world. We're broken and we're not worthy of the, you know, power and, and we're not worried of the perfectness of Jesus, but he teaches us in his word how to be more like him. And, you know, until everybody gets on board, we're going to always have these mental struggles, but I believe there's ways to work through that through prayer and through making small changes in your home and in, in, in your, well, making small changes with yourself and honoring the vessel God gave you by taking better care of yourself and, you know, trying to be a more positive person. I was on a clubhouse today that it was called attitude of gratitude. All it was, was a hundred people talking about what they're grateful for. And boy, do we miss that? We miss that so much. Everybody was more just on, you know, just heard about what happened last year, but what about what came through last year? You know, like you and I, we decided to put ourselves on platforms and speak to the anxieties and, and the worries and help people through leadership and help people through those mental struggles. That I'm so grateful, you know, and I'm trying to encourage my listeners. And I hope that anyone listening here is that you have to try to shift your perspective into the glass is half full. There is always something to be grateful for. There is always something good going on. And these, I can tell you, I walk with people, Joe, and I have people in my life and in my family that are dealing with cancer, that are dealing with horrible divorces, that are dealing with deaths. I have three women in Christ who I adore, who I've walked with, uh, I've had the honor of walking with the last three years, all three of them lost a son. I mean, an 18 year old, a 24 year old and a 25 year old lost a son, suicide, uh, aortic, uh, infection and drug overdose. I mean, these are women who love the Lord then and continue to love the Lord. But those are things that are, were placed in front of them that nor did they expect it? No. Have they had to build a resilience to actually live on this earth? Because all three of them will say, I wish I could have gone to heaven with him because that's how hard that pain is and that struggle. You know, it's not what happens to you in life. It's how you deal with it. What are some practical tips for people to take away from here that they say, look, I need to start building resiliency. And some of the, because you mentioned a quadrant, was that quadrant a part of the resiliency building? That actually wasn't. That was more because... <laughs> A few years ago, I sat in front of a publisher trying to pitch my book, and she actually said to me, how do you feel the Christian world is going to accept the topic of anxiety? And Joe, she blew me for a loop. I was like, what? I, I don't know. How do they accept the topic of cancer? How do they accept the topic of, of heart disease? How do they accept the topic of uh of, you know, any health issue that people struggle. And it was there that I had to really build that quadrant because I had to understand it's not just Jody's anxiety. It's not just Jody's general anxiety disorder. There are components of it. And again, like I said earlier, when you, you being an army man, I'm sure that you probably walk with men and women that deal with PTSD coming back. Did, did you get an opportunity to serve, um, Overseas, yes, yes, so you, yeah, and yeah, we had some folks that uh, that were close to me that were dealing with PTSD, and still to this day, deal still with to this day, it doesn't go away. I I I have a friend of mine who I do a clubhouse with. We co-host once in a while, and she 
Amy Watson, she's PTSD survivor and she still has triggers and struggles. I don't think you ever, you never are cured from anxiety. You can just heal through it. And I just believe that Christ is the absolute ultimate way to heal from it. But in terms of like that, you were going to ask about tips and in, in that resilience, I'd like to bring it into kind of how you can speak to it from a military perspective. It's it. If you, if you ever gone through social media and someone who, you know, is probably not a believer, but they're just like, something is going on in my life. And could you pray for me? And of course, as believers, we want to do that. And when I say I'm going to pray for you, I, I stop and I do it right there because I'll probably just get lost in the world and not, you know, apply that prayer like I want to. And that's a promise I made to you by saying I'm going to pray for you. But getting to that point, you know, things as we both discussed are going to happen in this world. And for someone like you who is in the military, you had to go and be prepared to go against enemy forces. We know as Christians that there's enemy forces going on in the heavenly realms. We know that Satan exists and that any moment he can grab a hold of your positive attitude, of your peaceful mind, he is going to do it. And the deeper you go in faith and in Christ, the more he tries to attack you. And if he can't get to you, he's going to try to get to your wife or your husband or your children or your job or anything. He is constantly working. He's a line that's prowling. And you know this, Joe, from going to, you know, enemy forces, you knew you had to build up uh, a training, a, a, you know, endurance, agility, uh, you know, knowing, understanding the use of weapons. I mean, I'm sure there's so much you can speak to in that. But like I said earlier, you wouldn't, they wouldn't just drop you off out of a helicopter and say, go. Yeah, you hope not. <laughs> you hope not, right? I hope not for your sake as well. And I hope not for the sake of our country. No, no, so no, I, no. I kind of like line that perspective up in the way that we walk in our faith. And it, because I'm not saying that if something bad doesn't happen to you and you're not a believer and you're not walking with Christ, that you're not entitled to his grace and his mercy and his blessings. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, that book that we own, that Bible that is consists of 66 stories, books, prophets, apostles, Jesus was for a reason and necessary to give us a life training. It's a life textbook. And so the sooner you get into it and start flexing the Holy Spirit, that gift that Jesus left when he when he died and, and came back three days later, he left us that gift of the Holy Spirit. And then you start flexing that. And then you start to recognize, you know what? There are components of anxiety that I deal with. I have a worry wart mentality or I literally am mentally ill and that's okay. I might need to go on some medication. All good. I do it too. Or I was in Afghanistan and witness stuff that human beings shouldn't have to witness. And now I'm home, but I can't feel mentally safe. I need help. I need to be able to speak to a therapist. I might need medication. I might need to join some kind of a PTSD fellowship group, whatever it is. And, and saying to yourself, I know that this is my cross to bear. P you know, peace is not the absence of problems. It's the presence of God. That's what we need to know more of. And so as we build that, that, that strength and that, that uh, connection to the Holy Spirit, 
And we start to really do some, do some deep rooting, soul searching on how our mind works and, you know, mind over matter, panic attack. And there's so many ways that we can work around understanding, you know, what is good for our bodies and, and all of that. All of that sort of builds up a better knowledge and therein lies the resilience because you know when a panic attack is happening. I, you know, I'll tell you, Joe, I hate to fly. I hate it, hate it, hate it. And I wish I could find a way. I mean, I know you, you know, you, what you've experienced, you probably have a better, you know, I don't, I don't even think I could have ever served in the military, let alone get up on one of those planes that you're all are kind of sitting next to each other and flying. So God bless See, you. Yeah, those C-130s are not fun to fly in. <laughs> I looked at those because my husband last round, there's no way I could get up in one of those. So thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for what you've done for us. I can't, I can't, I can't. It is just my heart just glows when I talk to military men and women. It just because what you have done is just you are heroes on earth. So I'm going to give you a few seconds of love, but I can tell you that I hate it. And no matter what someone tells me about it, they can tell me every fact, whatever. I don't like it. However, it, it, it is a it is a means to a beautiful end, right? It gets us to a great location that's warmer and fun. It gets us to family. It gets us to excitement. And I flew a few weeks ago to a podcast retreat, a women's podcast retreat. And, you know, getting there alone was hard just because the anxiety was just all over the place. It was, oh my gosh, the plane's going to crash. I'm not going to be here for my family. I mean, every ridiculous thought you can imagine. When I got there and I had the most amazing time, but then all of a sudden here comes the anxiety the day before, because I know the next day I get to get up on the plane. And I do take medication when I fly. It's the only time I take a separate medication, only time I ever do it. When that plane landed, I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. When that plane landed, the Lord said to me, you need to interview a pilot enough already with this, because even though he's getting me through that flight and he truly is, I am in the corner. I'm in a window seat. I am praising him through worship. I am focused on him. There ain't nothing getting in my way. Don't try to talk to me on an airplane. Okay. You need to mind your own business because I am in such a mode where I just have to stay in that zone. Right. But I landed. And he said, interview. So I got a pilot lined up for my podcast in a couple of weeks. But you know what? I had an interview with him prior to our actual Zoom um, Facebook live interview. And I asked him a bunch of questions, stupid questions like, can you tell me, is a plane going to crash during turbulence? And, you know, all these crazy things that go through our heads. And I got to tell you, some of the wisdom that he was able to share with me about the common sense part of avi um, aviation really helped put me at ease. Because at the end of the day, he said this, FAA, when anything goes wrong in, in aviation, they're on it like you wouldn't believe, like every pilot has to go through a new training and all of that. And I thought, you know, maybe I just need to start trusting in that, you know, and get into an excitement mode that God's got. Listen, when God's ready to take me, he's going to take me. I know where I'm going, Joe. You know, I know where I'm going. I just have I have two daughters that I adore. I've got a husband I adore. I've got family. You know, it's like common sense. Like I, I love my life. I don't want to leave it quite yet. But at the same time, these debilitating things that are placed in front of us, which take us away from enjoying what God wants us to have when he says an abundant life. He didn't say easy. He didn't say perfect. And he didn't always say pleasant, but he said abundant. And that's by walking with him. And that's the joy that I can honestly share with you through that, that love that he gives us each and every day. And I know I can face my fears better with him by my side. So it's just, that's where the resilience is coming from. I'm feeling stronger. I'm feeling ready to be like you. I'm sure the first time you, you landed in Afghanistan or wherever you did a tour, 
I'm feeling better and better because of what he's given me and from what I'm applying from what he's given on this earth, which is information and facts and common sense and smart people. You have to trust in that. If y'all, if you didn't get what she just dropped, it is amazing. She had anxiety about getting on planes, right? So she said, I'm going to talk to the pilot. He's the expert. He should understand what's going on because he's the one that's, that's driving the plane. So how much more, how much more in life do we need to approach God in prayer, asking questions to get clarification? And, and you know what? And it's amazing because uh, just the other night I was on another podcast and we we're talking about it. And the word of God tells us in James that if we lack wisdom, right? It says if we lack wisdom, but if you want to change it, say if we lack any understanding about something, right? whether it's anxiety, fear, whatever, it says, ask God who gives generously mm. without condemnation, meaning he doesn't mind you asking, God, I need wisdom about this. I'm, I'm, I'm going through some mental storms. I have anxiety, depression, fear. I'm experiencing PTSD. I need to understand this. So I can battle against it. I can win over this. And guess what? He will give you the answers. Now, like, like, like Judy was saying before, the answers could be through medication. It could be through uh, going through a psychologist, psychiatrist, a mental health expert. It could also be going to your pastor, getting around some brothers in arms, brothers and sisters in arms that, that have gone through it and have overcome reading a good book, like I'm reading a good book uh, with, from Ben Corson about flirting with the darkness and overcoming anxiety, fear, and depression. Prayer, of course. Mm. But when you come to the master, the maker of the universe, the one who runs it all, who understands you more than you understand yourself <laughs> and ask the right questions, you're not going to ask him a question that's going to be like, hey, well, hey, Jody, you know what? You asked me that question. I might have to go Google that or something because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. He's well, not, he's, yeah. you know, he's <laughs> so true. I mean, that's the problem that I think people think is they can't believe that this ultimate omniscient sovereign God has the answers to every single question we have. They can't believe it. They can't wrap their minds around it, but it is, it's true. He has an answer for everything and it may not be the answer you're looking for. And that That's is true. something I am learning as well. It may not. And this is kind of like when people are like, you know, pray it away or, you know, why isn't he answering my prayers? I believe God answers every single prayer in his way, in his time with his will. But it may not be what you're looking for, but it's for your best interest. It's all your good. He just wants to know you more, Joe, right? He just wants to hear from you. He wants to build that relationship with you. It's the relationship building is the key to feeling those blessings in and through enduring the mental storms because they're not going away. We're too broken for them to go away. Those mental storms are never going to go away. They're going to be in front of us each and every day, but how are you working through them? You know, and that's what I speak to. This is so good. And, and Jody, uh, how can, if anybody wants to find out more about you, uh, how can they reach out to you and find you? Well, I've got a website, so it's jodyhow.com. That's J-O-D-I-H-O-W-E.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Insta. 
I just went on LinkedIn today for the first time in forever and I had all these messages. I'm not, I always think I'm not really a business. So why do I belong on LinkedIn? But you know what? People on LinkedIn have anxiety and mental storms though. And you, and you can always, um, yeah, go to my website is always a great place to start. And my podcast is on all, you know, main uh, podcast for formats like Google, Apple, Spotify, Pandora. Oh yeah, I'm not on Pandora. Are you on Pandora? It takes a while. But I, I just got on. It was kind of cool to get on there because they send you a note after you applied a month later and says, congratulations, you're on Pandora. I'm, I even forgot I signed up. Does anyone and, have Pandora? <laughs> I know, question. right? But, and it's a, the Air That I Breathe podcast? Air That I Breathe podcast by Jody Howe. Yeah. Outstanding. Guys, reach out to her. And do you have a special offer? Uh, what is the, what the, the the quadrant? Is that a special offer? Or is it? I'm actually, well, so if you reach out to me on my website and you sign up for my website, I will send you the quadrant. So you can see a little more about what I'm, if, what I've learned and I'm exploring about the different components of anxiety. This yeah, is such a, a good topic um, because, you know, and I still, I still experience some PTSD, but not, not strictly mm-hmm. from the military. There's some things that happen in the military that, you know, got me rocked, but it was uh, prior to the military. I went through a hurricane. Uh, it was Hurricane Andrew. I mean, we went through right through the middle of that joker. Well, it went over us. <laughs> wow. And uh, so on occasion, it depends, uh, you know, when there's some severe storms, you know, I would get flashbacks, anxiety, fear, uh, and just is debilitating. Yeah. And it, what was uh, what was interesting is that. Um, I had to fight those fears of, of pending storms coming in because I was in Florida and I was also on the active side of the Florida Army National Guard. And what do we have to do? We had to activate during hurricanes. <laughs> and so I always had to uh, battle that fear that we're, you know, we're staying up to face hurricane, you know, uh, duty and everything else like that. And, and there was one point where I had to go on advance party prior to a storm hitting and the storm went right over us in preparation for that storm. And I, and I went through some anxieties. I went yeah. through some severe anxiety because you know, you hear this, there's certain sounds, you know, it might say, Oh, a storm is a storm is a storm, but no, no. When there's a hurricane going over you, it's, it's, it's totally different. It's a totally different atmosphere. Um, yeah. Especially when you got water coming into your bunker and because <laughs> oh, you want to, you don't want to get flooded. Uh, but you know, there's nowhere to escape, you know, when there's, when there's a big storm, coming over. but anyway, enough about me. So this is, is an important topic and it's so true, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that, um, if you, if you didn't catch it to way to overcome these mental storms is, is to build, build your defenses against it. Yeah. And that's what Jody has been telling us, especially in the word of God, especially in knowing who you are in Christ. That that is the one number one thing to start your focus on. Building your resiliency in God, your promises in God, your healing in God, who you are in Christ, and what He did for us. So, but uh, before we go, Jody, uh, do you have any uh, last words for our audience before we head out? No, you know, Joe, I just want to say that I'm so grateful that you're speaking to this as well because I really still think there's somewhat of a stigma on mental storms and anxiety and depression and PTSD and all that. I really believe the more we talk about it and allow people to not feel alone in their suffering will help us to build up 
the uh, awareness so people can start feeling like there is hope. I think that we've made tremendous strides. I even saw during the pandemic, even insurance companies made more strides in trying to give more, uh, you know, opportunities and better insurance coverage for mental health uh, therapists. But just we have to keep having the conversation and allow people to realize that it is a real struggle. And whether it is in your DNA, or if it's off of the experience of what you've experienced or men and women and any kind of traumatic or scary and unfortunate situations, that there is hope in Christ. And so I just want people to know that. And my favorite, my favorite scripture, I have, I have a lot of favorite scriptures, but my ultimate favorite scripture is this. It's Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on what you understand, but acknowledge him with gratitude. I throw that in there in every way, and he will set your path straight. And I can honestly tell you, with regardless of what attacks me, what I experience, what I go through in those struggles, he's constantly setting my path straight. And it's all good. And God is good. So thank you so much for this. What a great opportunity. You know, and I love, I love that you tell, you bring up gratitude because that's we need to have a gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, and, and it's and it's a slogan, but you know, is there's so much truth in it. There is. And guys, hopefully you enjoyed this. This is uh, and listen to it again. A lot of good gold nuggets in it. And thank you, Jody, for coming on. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And again, she's at jodyhow.com, uh, J-O-D-I-H-O-W-E.com. Check her out. Sign up for her uh, her podcast, and you know what? The, we're we're better together. You know what? We, we got to okay. support each other. We got to bring awareness, and Jody's doing that. And and like and subscribe, like and subscribe, and check her out. Thank you so much, Joe. Iron sharpens iron. So thank you so much for what you do. I appreciate it. All right, guys, have a great day. And as promised, here's our bonus session. We're on on Clubhouse. Yes. And yep. and, I, and I heard you talking about resiliency. And that's yeah, I about, can speak to that too. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's what we that's what we need, especially after 2020. Yeah. Oh, you know, and, and and it's and it's uh it's crazy that a lot of people were caught off guard. Oh yeah. They were. Yeah. And, and like we were, we got, I think. And I don't like to say this, but it's it's somewhat true. We some of us got comfortable in our Christianity mm. based on how we were living in the United States. Yeah, if that makes sense. It does. But, I know. I know where you're going with that. Absolutely. Yes. Now we got when we had trouble come along. Where where does my faith go? It went out the mm. window. You know, not not for me in particular. I mean, yeah. it was rocked because I'm oh like, God, what is this all about? But, um, you know, my past military experience, I've been in other countries where I saw that there were there were people that were happy, but they mm-hmm. didn't have as much as I had. And it, and it mind boggled me. I'm like, how are you? How are you happy? You're, you're living you're living in a war torn country. You, you don't have what I thought are the necessities in life living in the United right. States, but they were happy. They didn't know any better. I mean, and that's the problem is we're so spoiled and we're so <laughs> entitled and everything is so instantaneous here that 
we are our own worst enemies because of so much coming at us. And so all of a sudden this thing hits us and we're like, you know, and our ancestors, the only thing I can dispute from what our ancestors went through, I mean, this is our World War II, this is our Vietnam, this is our 19, what, 13 pandemic of the flu. Our our problem, I think, is is this. It's the social media, it's the internet, it's all of that that made it, in some ways it's got such great benefits, but in other ways it's a detriment, you know? And it's, I think that's a lot of why people really didn't have a lot of the built-in resilience because they've been leaning on other things and they haven't been leaning on the authenticity of God yep. and that strength in his word. You know, they've just been, you know, looking at image management, emotion management and all of that. And mm -hmm. so, it, you know, it really, I had my anxiety, Joe, don't misunderstand me. I mean, when this thing hit too, I was very anxious, not to the yeah. point where I was unmanageable, yeah. but it was, it was overwhelming for me. And, and I, looked to the Lord and I was like, okay, what do I do? Where, where can I make this productive? And the podcast came out in June 22nd of 2020. So there, there you go. And that's, that's by his grace and by friends and people that I've leaned on in my faith. And that were one woman who was a very good friend of mine just said, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast group. Do you want to join it? I'm like, yep. <laughs> Don't need to think about it. Yep. yep because exactly. as many people who have that really awesome kind of go-getter mentality where they'll just go out and say, I'm going to do a podcast. Let me go on YouTube and figure out how to do this. That doesn't work for me. I'm just, I'm too much of a, I need it, the directions. I don't always read them, but I just need to know they're there. <laughs> so she, she was like, I'll do it all for you. I got it, you know? And so you know, herein lies the air that I breathe, which is the breathe. When I, I use that phrase because it's, it's the, it's changing the breath of the, it's inhaling all of the crap of the world, you know, Romans 12 two, do not conform to the ways of the world. And it's exhaling the breath of Christ in every way, shape or form. You can manage that. It's not perfect. It's not easy. I still conform un unconsciously, but it's just a conscious thought of breathing a different air, like what would Jesus do? But how did Jesus react to this? What is God's intent for this? Does he really want me to suffer? What am I learning from this? And just stop making, you know, the, allowing the world to run your life because it's, it's unsustainable.